I'm Angela Ross, and this is SoCal Voices. Southern California is home to some of the most talented musicians in the world, and my guest today is definitely in that category. She's a four-time Grammy nominee, a classically trained pianist and composer whose work spans jazz, pop, and R&B. She has composed music for film and television, served as music director for award shows, and her iconic hits include Remind Me and Forget-Me-Nots. These days, she's chair of the popular music department at USC, navigating music, teaching, campus policies, and politics through the pandemic. I'm proud to welcome to the podcast my big sister, Patrice Russian. Welcome, Patrice. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. And again, congratulations on your podcast. Thank you very much. Hey, look, I want to jump right in and start by asking you to describe your role as chair of the popular music department at USC. What does it involve and how are things supposed to work under normal circumstances? The popular music program at uh, USC is, was designed 10 years ago, and it was supposed to be for the talented young musician who wanted to have a professional career, but did not want to check the box of being a classical player or playing jazz that really, really saw themselves as a touring musician or a studio musician uh, working with other people, songwriters, producers, et cetera, et cetera. And this program was designed and put together so that they would have an organized curriculum to get through all of the kinds of music fundamentals and traditional knowledge of a music major, but also be able to shape it in such a way that they could walk out of school and into the workplace as a working musician. Um, my job is to oversee that curriculum, and we do it. It's a performance program. And so just by definition right there, you can see the problems that the pandemic has uh, created for us and that with a performance degree, you should be performing. And to perform, you need to be together. And there's so much information and knowledge that comes out of those rehearsals and being in situations where you are taking the information you're getting in your various classes and having to be on a stage every week to apply that in a real world circumstance. I would imagine that some of the students are moving through this okay and some other students are struggling. Well, you're absolutely right. The the, the younger students, um, you know, they had their high school situation kind of jacked away from them. So no, their experience for high, with high school was really a downer. So this appears to be an upper that they're involving college life. Got you, okay. And they, mm -hmm. and they don't know what they don't know. You mm -hmm. know, in terms of how vibrant a scene and important peer to peer learning is in that college environment to be able to be not only stimulated by uh, your immediate peers, but the, the the students who are studying with the same degree of focus and passion in the other schools around you. Uh, we're a university, so you've got not only, uh, you know, the music school and the a school of cinematic arts, but you're also going to have the medical school and you're going to have a business school and you're going to have a law school and you are fraternizing with these students, um, getting a lot from that, that experience, that socialization. So the older students are having a tougher time because they've experienced a little bit of that and to suddenly that part of it being sort of taken away. So the uh, sophomores and the juniors and some of the seniors, you know, are um, having sort of this low grade melt, you know, of, 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 and, and frustration that continues mm -hmm. to, 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 uh, influence their enthusiasm or lack thereof. Um, 
and the faculty, we have to do our best to try to continue to make the 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 um, the programs the our priority in terms of our methodology, our pedagogy to keep it robust, not busy work, and at the same time uh, adjust ourselves to also this uh, feeling like you're standing on one leg all the time, not knowing what even the next semester is going to look like in terms of what you will be able to do to maintain. Uh, you know, the integrity of the educational uh, experience that you know that these uh, students deserve. What about the university? Um, has the campus been able to meet the moment? Uh, I know we're all going through this for the first time and it's it's new for everyone and and it's a struggle to figure out what to do and what to say sometimes, consistent messaging, that kind of thing. But um, it does help if uh, you feel like you have support. Do you think the campus is uh, doing some things well? And if they are, what's that? And where are some areas they could improve? I think that USC in particular is a very caring campus. I think that our president and provost are doing their very best to adjust to all the kinds of uh, things that are going on right now. We're in the middle of a pandemic. We also have a very serious diversity, equity, and inclusion issue that has to continue to be uh, re- uh, looked at and hopefully resolved so that we can collectively do those things that are out of the out of our control try to try to fight those things that are out of our control like the pandemic you need everybody's buy in and 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 they i believe are doing a good job to uh pay attention to all of what we are up against right now mm-hmm. um that attention however uh you know is subject to uh a lot of different things in terms of resources and the school is losing a lot of money just like parents are, are, are shelling out money, students are shelling out money, businesses around the school are losing money because there's no students. And then you can imagine that the student, that the, uh, the idea of what the revenue typically looks like in a university of that size oh, yeah. uh, with sports and all of those things mm-hmm. affected. It, 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 it's, it, it's gotta be 50 plates, everybody spinning in the air all at the same time. So in terms of holding things together so that there can be something and so that there are uh, things to look forward to and in trying to at least maintain a certain uh, uh, positive attitude, decorum and reality check about those things that needs to be that need to be adjusted. I think that that's good. The messaging is not so good because, again, a university is comprised of many different schools. Each school has its own particular need and own particular agenda. And I'm not always sure that when we send a a message goes out that is about the overall uh, policy or the overall position of the university in terms of what they're going to do, that all of the particulars relative to each program uh, or each school are, are met. And in that way, uh, sometimes a, a message will go out that's university wide and we'll go, no, but we can't do that. <laughs> or, but we can do that, even though you've said, no, we can't. So there's a little bit of that. And I imagine for the parents, it's completely confusing. For the students, it's confusing. For the faculty, it's confusing. Um, so we're managing, uh, and we're, and we're learning as we go because again, we haven't experienced anything like this before. So there's going to be some mistakes made. We're going to be, you know, running into things sometimes trying to figure out the best way in which to respond. 
you know, looking ahead, it's really hard to know where where is this all going to land? You know, we don't really know where we are, where we're, where we're going, and how this is going to look in a few months or a few years. As you mentioned um, when we were talking earlier, it could be better. It could be worse. Um, what's the most important thing you've seen that helps keep body and soul together with the students and um, just keeps them optimistic about about the future? I, I really think that's important because if everybody gets so down, um, you know, you lose hope. And then that that has its own trajectory, which we don't even want to go there. How do you keep everybody up? Well, the first thing is to be open and honest with them, to appreciate their feelings and to understand and give validity to the ideas that they're going to be going in and out and up and down in terms of their emotional state. Um, as artists, we wear our emotions on our sleeves and their uh, mental state and physical state affects the way that they handle everything. So we try to continue to have good communication with them. We also remind them that, you know, uh, in times like these, uh, historically, you know, artists have figured out stuff, ways to do stuff, because we got to do what we do. That's our lifeblood. That's how we live. In these times with technology being what it is, um, there are many, many skills that can go into play that allow for you to continue to do the things that are the most important. And while you're in music or in the arts, you want to do something creative. You want to do something that matters. You want to do something that potentially brings other people joy. You want to use that as your best platform for the kind of communication that you want to uh, put out there for people to enjoy your music and enjoy your artistry. So keeping your skills up is important because there's somebody, a, a whole bunch of bodies are going to figure out ways in which those things can happen. Um, music in particular, and we say this to, to our students all the time, music is not a luxury. Uh, music and art is a part of what makes us human. And most people, when it's not there, they may not be able to uh, at first identify what it is that they're missing, but they know they're missing something. And I think the idea of the communication that comes from watching people play from seeing people enjoy working with one another, from making music. Mm -hmm. um, uh, that's that's why people go to concerts. That's why people, you know, stand in line for tickets of people that they want to see um, because they want to be part of that experience. While it may be virtual, I think we're really close to determining how we can get some of that experience. The other thing about that is that people are going to be Paying, paying for an experience that they're going to maybe for a while uh, uh, experience online, mm -hmm. they're going to pay to see something special. And so now a lot of what has uh, allowed us to take for granted that any anybody can put together something and anybody can perform, that's going to we're going to get back, back to a good, better, best. <laughs> and in terms of being able to tell mm -hmm. uh, who. Who's doing something that is, an, of, a, of, is an, of an artistic uh, manner and who's just out there doing something because they can press some buttons and have it happen. So there's some good things that I think will come out of it uh, uh, at some point for uh, artists and particularly for, for musicians. As long as you have a skill set that allows you to uh, operate and pivot within it. So th those are the kinds of things that uh, 
that we try to tell our students to keep them motivated and uh, keep on keeping on. They're, they're investing the time and they're investing the money. And the idea of coming out of the situation only able to do meet their dream one way is impossible and not plausible and not feasible as long as everybody's attitude is in getting everything that you can to be able to have options and choices in terms of how you meet your dreams. Mm -hmm. The ability to adapt and you showing them all those avenues where there is still a possibility. Uh, That's, that's beautiful. And that is um, of course I'm biased, but I think the university and the students are very fortunate to have you. Um, you. Even if the students are not able to have that full college experience, uh, that traditional experience, they are getting something else uh, that, may carry them forward um, inside a pandemic, outside a pandemic, whatever other challenges come ahead for them, this situation is going to prepare them for, you know, the future. Uh, sometimes exactly. the pain makes you grow, right? The um, pain makes you pain grow. Makes and you if grow. you allow yourself to be defined by this, mm-hmm. uh, you've kind of lost more ground than you've gained. Exactly. You know, so I've been, I've been, I read something the other day that I, that I think is important, and 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 it it was a, a quote in a magazine or something, and it said, uh, uh, "Just because you're struggling doesn't mean you're failing." That's right. That's beautiful. I love that. I love that. And you have to have the failure to recognize the success. That is where you sometimes learn the most. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Patrice, this has been great. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to to chat with me on this uh, new venture of mine. And um, I wish you all the best to your students, all the best, everybody on the faculty. Hang in there. Stay strong. Uh, you know, you have to decide that you are going to have a good day. <laughs> I'm I'm going to have a good day. So uh, just keep it up and stay hopeful. And thanks so much. Really appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. It's been a pleasure. Okay. Talk to you later. Love you too. Bye. (laughs) Bye. I'm Angela Ross. Thanks for listening to SoCal Voices. If you have comments or questions, reach out to us at contactus at SoCalVoices.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SoCal Voices.